today we're going to talk about Holy Spirit. Who is in love with Holy Spirit? Like, I, I need to hear. Yes, I am in love with Holy Spirit. I think I am more in love with Holy Spirit than I've ever been in my whole life. Like, I just, I just love to be in his presence. I love to talk about God. I love to talk about Jesus. I love to talk about Holy Spirit. And as I've grown in my love relationship with God, it's, Holy Spirit has become even more and more intimate. And, and just when I feel like, you know, there's some intimacy, it's like, no, I want more. <laughs> like, I don't want to be satisfied for that much. I want more intimacy with Holy Spirit. And so I'm so excited to talk about him today. This week on social media, I had asked if there were some questions around Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts. And there were some really great questions, some good conversations. I actually had a, a message from a pastor I used to work at, at um, from a different church in town. And so we were texting back and forth, talking about the expression of Holy Spirit in our lives. And so I just... I just love those kinds of conversations that we can have with each other. You see, Holy Spirit, his name describes who he is, okay? He is holy. He is holy, right? He is spotless God. He is free from any sin, and there is no darkness in him. You cannot find darkness in Holy Spirit. He has no beginning and he has no end. And he shares the strengths of God the Father and, and God Jesus Christ. Why? Because they're all one. They're all one, right? And Holy Spirit is a person. And he has all the omnis, just like Jesus and just like God the Father. And Holy Spirit is wise. He is all-knowing. He is all loving, he is forgiving, and he is merciful. And he dwells in heaven, but he also dwells in the heart and the soul of every believer. He dwells in us. And his, his job is actually to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the job of Holy Spirit, to give God the glory, and to point us to God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit participated in creation at the beginning, right? The three were there together at the beginning of creation. They're the ones that have given us the word of God. Holy Spirit assists Jesus and the apostles with their mission. Holy Spirit inspired the people who wrote the Bible, and today, Holy Spirit guides us. He guides the church. He sanctifies you and I for God's glory. And he gives us spiritual gifts so that the body of Christ would be strengthened. All for what? For the glory of God. So that we would point hearts and souls to the glory of God. Why? Because dang it, we want every knee to bow to the name of Jesus Christ, to God our Father and Holy Spirit. And so we're going to take a deep dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to look at some pieces of Holy Spirit. And I'm so excited. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go between the Amplified Bible translation and the New Living um, translation. And so we'll kind of go back and forth. So we're going to start in verse 10. It says, For God has unveiled them, 
And the them, like, just because I don't want to read all of the whole a chapter, but I sure encourage you to do that as homework today. Uh, God has unveiled them, and that them is the things of God, the things that God has prepared for them to do, the wisdom of God. So God has unveiled the things for us to do. God has unveiled the wisdom that we need for the things that we need to do. And revealed them, so revealed the things that we need to do, revealed the wisdom that we need need through who? The Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things diligently, even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God, the divine counsels and things far beyond human understanding. The Holy Spirit is in your life to unveil things to reveal things to you and to me. He's not just there sitting around. He's not just camped out in your heart and soul and and just not doing anything. His job is to reveal and to unveil, right? To make known, to manifest, to disclose what is unknown. And there's a lot of things in our lives that are unknown, And Holy Spirit's job is to reveal them and to unveil them to us. And if you don't have an unveiling of God, do not do it. If you don't have an unveiling of God, don't step into that thing. You see, we need Holy Spirit to get down to the details of what is true in our own lives. Because for each one of us, when we open up the scripture, is it going to say in there, Kimmy, you need to marry Dwayne Orton? No, that's not in the scripture, right? Is it going to say, you need to buy this house on this street? No, it's not. It's not in scripture. It's not written down there, right? You need to work at this church. You need to take this job. No, no, it's not written in scripture. So what do I need then? Because the word of God is alive and active and true. Well, I need the Holy Spirit to unveil and to reveal to me the truth of where God needs me to go specifically. Is that landing? Is that making sense? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I love it. Okay. So we need to hear from Holy Spirit for each one of us. And what we so often do, what I've noticed what we do, is that we wait for the whopper of a question and then we go to God, right? It's like we, we kind of think like, I don't want to bother Jesus. <laughs> you know, he's got like 8 million kids and 8 billion kids, sorry, not million, Eight billion kids, and there's millions and millions of galaxies because, you know, NASA website tells me that it's true, right? And, and so God's too busy for my little stuff. And so we wait with the whopper of a question, right? And then we're kind of like, okay, God, it's my turn. It's my turn. And we're like putting up our hand like, okay, Jesus, can I get your attention? Can it be my turn? Can you, can you talk to me? And then we ask them this huge question, like, who should I marry? Or what job should I take? Or should I buy this house or not buy this house, right? These huge life-changing decisions, and we go to God in that moment. And then what happens? So often we don't hear anything, right? We don't hear anything. And why is that? It's not that God isn't answering. It's not that he doesn't want to answer us. Because sometimes he uses a two-by-four, a love two-by-four, right, to get our attention and to teach us and to correct us and to bring us into those things. 
But most of the time, it's in the gentleness, and it's in the quiet, and it's in the practice of hearing Holy Spirit. It's in the small things that I trust Him, then, then we build into the bigger things, right? For so many years, I just went to God with the big things and not the little ones, but then I didn't have the practice the practice and the safety of being with God, of hearing his voice, of knowing who he is, so that when the big decisions come, I know his voice, right? I know how to discern those things. This week, I had a couple in my office, and we were doing some listening prayer together. Imagine with me, what if this couple were sitting in my office and were praying together, and I got up and decided to clean my office? That would be pretty distracting, right? Would they hear from God? Would I hear from God if I'm distracted and doing something else? Or what if they were on their cell phones and I'm focused, but they're on their phones and they're not paying attention, right? Well, what we do is we apply this to the Holy Spirit. We're distracted. We don't give him our full attention and we don't go to him on the small things. And then all of a sudden we go to him on the big things, the life-altering decisions. And we're expecting him to skywrite it. I don't even know how many times I've said, like, Jesus, could you please just rent a plane and just, like, get one of those flags and just, like, skywrite it with the plane, you know, and the flag behind it behind so I know which decision that I'm supposed to make. Well, it's, it's actually a fair bit of an immature approach to a relationship with God. Because when I practice, and when I hear him in the small things, I'm going to hear him in the big things. Do you believe me? Do you agree with me? Does this make sense? Yes, right? If we trust him in the small things, when the big things come along, it's going to be a lot easier for us. But for most of us, I think let's be really honest and vulnerable. We're not really sure what Holy Spirit's voice sounds like. We're not really sure if we can trust that voice and if it is the voice of God. Well, let me tell you, that handsome guy in the sound booth who's in love, not Daniel, no, I'm sorry, sorry, Dwayne, I don't know if you were trying to get rid of me there in that moment. This one, this guy, Mr. Orton, I've been married to him for 26 years and I know the sound of his voice. He could be in this room, you guys could all be talking, and he could say to me, my bride, I love you. And yes, he calls me his bride. Yes, that's what he calls me. He could say, my bride, I love you, and I will hear that. I will pick that voice out. You could get a little bit louder, and he will say, my bride, I love you. He'll say, Kimmy, I know the sound of his voice, right? Now, if he moves around and goes somewhere else and he still says it, am I going to know the sound of his voice? Yes, because I know Dwayne's voice. Well, let me ask you, do you know the sound of Holy Spirit's voice? What does that sound like? Do you know it so that it's so familiar that it's like the sound of your children's voice? or your spouse's voice, or your best friend's voice, or your parent's voice? Do you know the sound of Holy Spirit's voice so well that it's distinguishable? For me, it's, it's actually my own sound of my voice, but it's just softer. When it's Dwayne's voice, I know it's probably not Holy Spirit. There's like this little <laughs> conviction that's going on in there, right? 
for me, it's this soft sound of like my almost my own voice kind of in there, right? And Holy Spirit wants deeper communication with every single one of us. That's why it says in that verse, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. It's like a search engine on a computer. It's like a supernatural Google right? Holy Spirit is going to be the search engine. He's going to search all the things, the deep things of God. I don't know the deep things of God. Do you know all the deep things of God? I don't know them, but I know the one who does know them, and that's Holy Spirit, and he searches the deep things of God on my behalf. Why? Because Holy Spirit is not just power, And you see, what we love as Pentecostals is we love the power of the Holy Spirit, right? We love to see his power manifest in dreams and visions and prophecies and miracles and healings and all those things that are ignited by Holy Spirit. We like those things. Like, we want more of those things. I want more of those things. I want more of Holy Spirit power in our midst, that he's igniting us. He's igniting our spiritual gifts. He's igniting us as the body of Christ, right? That we're making room for Holy Spirit to ignite his power amongst us. But the Holy Spirit is not just power. He's not just like energy or electricity, okay? Electricity is power. Energy is power, but it's not intelligence, Electricity will run the lights and, you know, the cameras are on, right? That's what, that's what electricity does. But Holy Spirit, who is a person, is not just power. He's also intelligence. Sunshine is power. But we don't worship sunshine. We don't worship the sun. Rainstorms are powerful, but we don't worship the weather, right? There are religions that do do that, but we don't, and we're set apart. Why? Because we worship Holy Spirit, who is God, and who is power and intelligence, right? I want you to say, Holy Spirit is power and intelligence. You see, we know Holy Spirit is a person because in Ephesians 4.30, it says, do not grieve Holy Spirit of God. You can't grieve something that's not a person, right? So we know Holy Spirit is a person who seals us for the day of redemption. And Holy Spirit is is a person who has power and intelligence. And intelligence is dealing with aptitude. It's not education. Because we all know those people out there that have education but don't have intelligence. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Those people that are highly, highly educated, but don't actually know how to apply it to their lives. That's what intelligence is. And Holy Spirit empowers us with intelligence so that we can apply it to our lives. He is power and intelligence. Holy Spirit is power and intelligence. And if we don't understand the person of Holy Spirit, who is a mighty counselor, who is powerful, who is intelligent. And the scriptures have so many descriptions of Holy Spirit. Like, do a study of it. It's just phenomenal. He's described as um, like wind or a breath. He's described as fire, as water, as a seal, as a deposit, as a dove, as clothing, as the finger of God, as oil, as spirit of truth, as teacher. Like, dang, there's a lot that describes Holy Spirit because he is a person with intellect, 
and will and emotion. And he communicates to us the deep things of God. He calls, he rebukes, he convicts, right? He is incontainable. He is undescribable and he is worthy to be known. And if we don't understand Holy Spirit, how can we respect him? You see, and if we don't respect and know who Holy Spirit is, what will happen? We will override his decision. We'll override his decision with our own decision and think that we have the answers for all the things in our life. Well, don't forget, beloved church, we're making decisions for our lives based on our past and our present, based on our habits, based on our hurts. We're making decisions based on past and present. And what does Holy Spirit do? He makes decisions based on past, present, and what? Future. Exactly, right? He is all-knowing. He is omniscient. So when we don't respect Holy Spirit and have this connection where we hear him, where we know his voice, then we override him and we make a decision based on our own small information instead of based on the deep things of God. And that's what Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us. And we have that option every single day. Do I listen to Holy Spirit or do I listen to myself? You see, our lives are a direct reflection of who we're listening to, right? Do you agree? Right? The people you listen to are the people that are influencing you. So I have this embarrassing habit, but a couple times we've gone down into the lower states of America, and all of a sudden I'm talking like a Southern American in y'all, you know? All of a sudden y'all is like my favorite word, y'all, Right? Because the people that were around influence us. Do you know how many times I go home and I'm saying something Pastor Greg says all the time? Right? Like it happens all the time. Oh boy. That's a Pastor Greg thing. So if you say that, that's him. He influenced you. Oh boy. Right? The people around us influence our actions and behaviors, our habits and our language, right? So let me ask you, who is influencing you? Oh boy. <laughs> right? Oh boy, what a hard question, hey? That's like a whew, love two by four to the side of the head. Who is influencing me, right? If you believe that your identity is that you are unworthy, that you are garbage, that you are invisible, that you are unvaluable, then whose voice are you listening to? Because it's not Holy Spirit. God would never say those things to you. If you think you deserve all the trouble that you're in, you might be right. <laughs> you might be right. Because who are you listening to when you're making those bad choices and bad decisions? You're listening to yourself right? You're listening to the people around you that are also making those kinds of bad decisions. If you're living out of painful consequences, it's because you overrode Holy Spirit telling you to get out of that bad situation and get on your knees and repent and hear Holy Spirit. And if you're like, but I didn't hear Holy Spirit in that situation, then practice. Practice, practice, practice. Become so familiar with the voice of God 
that when you get yourself into those unhealthy decisions, that you hear Holy Spirit. You see, most of us don't live in an atmosphere where we take the time to really slow down and become so in tune to what Holy Spirit sounds like, right? And, and I know lots of people have said to me like, oh, but I've never heard the voice of God. I don't know what Holy Spirit feels like. Were you in worship today? Yeah, anyone here was in worship today? Oh, uh, yeah, there's one person that was here. Yay! So if you were here in worship today and you felt safe in those songs, you felt maybe warm in those songs, you felt maybe you got like goosebumpies going on in those songs. You felt like those lyrics and those words were like just connecting to you, those notes. If you felt peaceful in those songs, you didn't feel distracted. You felt like, actually, I could focus in that. I could sing those words and I wasn't thinking about anything else. You were in God's presence. That's what that feels like. And so that's part of why we gather, so we can practice together. This is what it feels like. This is authentic, what it feels like to be in God's presence. Have you ever been in a message, and there was a word of God coming to you, and you're like, wow, that's standing out to me. I got to write that down. I got to take some notes on that, right? Like, does she know what I'm going through right now? Like, she just, like, nailed me. Like, just, like that word was, dang, that dang, that was for me, right? Well, that wasn't me. No, I'm not following you around. I love you, but I'm too busy. I'm just not doing that. But Holy Spirit is speaking to you. So if you were here in the worship and you felt God's presence, you felt God's presence. You know what Holy Spirit feels like. And if you felt that conviction at any time when you've listened to the word of God, you've heard God. You've heard Holy Spirit. So you know what he sounds like. You know what that feels like. That, mm, that, woo, ee, you know, those are all cues and signs and messages from Holy Spirit. So now that you have experienced him, you know his presence, you can hear him. What is stopping you from turning the station to the Holy Spirit on a more regular basis? Hey, what if we became so fluid, so practiced in turning the dial to Holy Spirit, right? Because we can tap into Holy Spirit intelligence at any time. We just have to slow down and step into a Holy Spirit atmosphere. And one of the greatest weapons of the enemy is busyness. And he gets us so busy, right, that we are not still. Be still and know that I am God, he says to us, right? And we get so busy. We're running over here like, God, give me an answer, right? And we don't find it there. So we're running over here. God, give me an answer. We're running all over the place trying to get an answer from God. But when is it that we be still? still. Be still and step into an environment where there's, there's no clutter. There's no distraction. We're just listening to Holy Spirit and we're practicing. And please do not feel like you can't do this. You can do this. Just takes maybe one minute today, maybe two minutes tomorrow, maybe three minutes the next day. Let's practice knowing the voice of Holy Spirit. Let's stop talking and start listening. I want you to say, stop talking. I want you to say it again. Stop talking. And start listening. Say it again. Start listening. We got to do that again. So I want to stop talking. 
and start listening. Yeah, and who are we going to listen to? We're going to listen to Holy Spirit. You know, so often when I'm with couples and I'm doing couple counseling, the first thing we work on is active listening. How many times do we listen to our partner and we're filling in the blanks and answering them before they've even finished their sentence, right? That's not active listening. Active listening is when I stop talking and I start listening. And it's great for us to practice in our relationships, in our friendships, our relationships with our kids, with our partners, with our family, with each other. What if we stop talking and start listening? And what if we did that with Holy Spirit? Stop talking and start listening. You see, because I think sometimes we get so distracted because we don't actually want to hear what Holy Spirit has to say to us, right? And so we play the excuse game, right? Like, I'm too busy, God. I'm too busy to deal with my bad habits. I'm too busy to ask somebody for forgiveness. I'm too busy to repair a relationship. I'm too busy. I, I, I just don't want to stop hanging out with my friends that are a bad influence. I just don't want to, right? I don't want to pay back that person that I owe money to. It's easier for us to stay numb and play dumb than it is to step into the hard work with Holy Spirit. Because sometimes there's some character stuff that we need to work on. So I stop talking and I start listening to Holy Spirit. Verse 11 says, No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. So you can't know my thoughts. You're not in my head. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have a connection through Holy Spirit, to know what it is that God is thinking, the deep things that Holy Spirit wants to reveal and unveil to every one of us. We have divine intelligence accessible to us. It just is a practice in getting to know what that voice sounds like. And why do we want this? Because we want to know our purpose. Does anybody here want to know their purpose? Like, do you want to know your purpose in life? Do you want to know what your calling is? Do you want to know what your spiritual gifts are? Right? Well, I could, I could give you some suggestions, but it's Holy Spirit who searches the deep things, who's going to reveal to you what your purpose is, what your calling is, what your gifts are. And if you've believed a lie that you are not called, then you need to repent of that because that is a lie. You are called by God. I want you to say, I am called by God. I want you to say it again. I am called by God. I have a purpose. Say it again. You know, Brooklyn's the loudest one here, and she is the littlest. So come on, church. Come on. Hey, I have a purpose. I have a calling. Yes, I am gifted by God. Yes, Marlene's gifted, but that's it. So how do we find purpose, right? We go back to Holy Spirit. We ask him the deep questions, right? How do we contribute to community if we don't feel like we have any purpose or any calling, right? We wander around lost until we know. And let me say that your purpose of 20 years ago is probably a different purpose than it is for you right now. I know for me, my purpose is different. 
And God has moved me into different things, right? And it's not that those things of 20 years ago were bad things. Those were fantastic things. But God is always moving us and shaping us, transforming us. There's always a metamorphosis if we are connecting every day, right? And this isn't some like guilt message to you. Like, no, 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 no. That's, that's religion, right? And we sang about that. Like we're breaking off religion. We don't want any more of that. But if we want to know the voice of God, it takes investment, right? I know Dwayne's voice because I lived with him for 26 years, right? That's why I know his voice. It's because every day I talk to him. Like if I didn't talk to him every day, we would have a loveless marriage, right? And that's how I know his voice. And this is why I'm encouraging you. God wants you to know the deep things that he has. He wants you to know your purpose. He wants you to be satisfied in this life. He wants you to know your calling. And he doesn't want you just to know them. He wants you to operate in them. He wants you to have opportunity that there would be an expression. And so I need to do what? I need to stop talking and do what? Start listening. Brooklyn's got it. Stop talking and start listening. You know, there's this story of Elijah when he started to pray for rain in 1 Kings 18. And it says that he climbed up to the mountain. He bent down to the ground and he put his face between his knees. Now I'm wearing fancy shoes, so I don't really want to do that right here right now. But if you put your face between your knees, what happens? You're flexible. Yeah, I like that. That's a good answer. You are flexible. Something else happens. If you have your head between your knees, you can't hear anything, right? You shut out the outside noise so that what? You can hear Holy Spirit. We have to shut out the outside voices, those influences. Some of them are our own. And we have to shut them out and be in the presence of God. We have to stop talking and start listening. You see, we have received God's Spirit not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. And he has freely given us a purpose. And he doesn't want us to be stuck in the comfortable, the things that we're not supposed to be doing, right? He doesn't want us working our butt off, trying to get into something that wasn't for us. He wants us to know our purpose and our calling. Because when you know your purpose and your calling, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's not going to be a fight. Does that make sense? This last week, uh, somebody shared with me that a few weeks ago when we listed the spiritual gifts, the gift of teaching popped out for this person. Now, she is a quiet young woman, and she was pretty dang scared with the possibility that teaching was a spiritual gift that she might have. But here's the thing. She doesn't have to fight for it, but it's also not going to be comfortable, right? Holy Spirit doesn't make sense. And so he's going to draw us into the places that don't make sense, that are going to be uncomfortable. If it's comfortable, are we going to learn? Are we going to learn to be so dependent on Holy Spirit's voice? Are we going to chase after God, begging, desperate to know what it is that we need to do? Lord, I need a word. Lord, I, I need to teach. Lord, I need to be empowered. If we have all the gift and all the skill, he doesn't have to do anything. So he's going to take us into the places that are not comfortable, right? If you have to work hard for it, it's probably 
uh, not where you're supposed to be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you have to strive for it and struggle for it and scrape for it and work your way to get the thing, it's probably not your spiritual gift, right? It, uncomfortable? Yes. But do you see the difference? Let's not put ourselves into places where we're not supposed to be because God has enough gifts for us. He has enough glory. He wants to empower us in the things that he has equipped us to do, that he can keep you so busy in the things he has for you. Don't get busy in the things that he doesn't have for you, right? See, if once we discover our spiritual gift, then we can line up our speech and our thoughts and our prayers, and we can say, Holy Spirit, empower this in me. Grow this in me. Give me opportunity. It's not supposed to be a fight, but it's not going to be comfortable. All right. So I want to just practice right here, just for a second, because... People often ask me, like, how is it that you hear Holy Spirit? And so here's a question I ask all the time, all the time. I still ask this all the time. Write it down if you, if you got a piece of paper. But I ask Holy Spirit, what is it that you love about me? Because it's a safe question. If it's something negative, that's the enemy, and I can discern that really quickly. If it's something positive, it's from God, Okay. Holy Spirit, what do you love about me? Let's close our eyes. Let's practice it. Let's do it right now. Holy Spirit, what is it that you love about me? Just ask him. And the thing about God Think about Holy Spirit as he speaks to us individually, personally, uniquely. It might be a word, it might be a picture, it might be a feeling. And if you're like, oh, I'm just not getting anything, don't give up. Keep practicing, keep asking Holy Spirit, what do you love about me? Step into a Holy Spirit presence and environment. Holy Spirit, what do you love about me? And the other thing I love to ask him all the time is, is Jesus, what do I need to know about today? Is there something I need to prepare for? What do I need to know about today? Man, I'd love to hear his responses to you because remember, God will never say something stinky and gross. It's going to just be like wrapped in his love. And so many times I've asked him, just on the way driving here this morning, I was like, God, what do you, what do I need to know about today? And, and he said, I am anointing you. And so it changes the atmosphere because I know I don't go forth on my own. I go forth dressed and clothed in the Holy Spirit anointing. One day, I asked Holy Spirit what I needed to know, and he just said, you need to put on your battle armor. You need to be prepared for today. And that was it. And that, it was a rough day. It was a rough day. Holy Spirit wants to reveal the deep things to you, to unveil them to you. 
So we're going to go to this spiritual gifts. And I, I've used um, a couple different resources to compile uh, a pretty exhaustive list of spiritual gifts. And even in this, they're not all here. Uh, even a few weeks ago, I was praying with somebody and I felt like God released a new spiritual gift to them. So I don't, these are not like um, to be like a, like a jail, right? Like we're not bound by these things. But I've listed in here um, 24, I think there's 24, different spiritual gifts. And there's a free resource on the website. And you can also click on online church. And um, there's a button. And then we also have paper copies here in person. And so remember, as we've been moving through this spiritual gifts uh, series over the last few weeks, and if you've missed some of the messages, like go back and listen to them. Because we've talked about how Holy Spirit gifts are not exclusive, like one and done. Like he often uses um, the gifts for the situation that we're in, right? So I might not have a particular gift, but God will use that gift in me for that, that moment. And, and why? To edify him right to build up the church but there's also there's a lot of uh, like like uh, in addition to that we have gifts that God has given specifically to us that it's our responsibility to learn more about them and how to walk in them how to operate them how to be fluid in them how to be fluent in them and with those gifts we can have the same gifts so my top three gifts might be the same as your top three gifts but because we're unique and because Holy Spirit is not a copycat and everything is fresh and new. The way we express our spiritual gifts might be very, very different. So I'm going to just ask if the slide can go up. This is all of the different spiritual gifts uh, that I've got here. And, and so there's a, a bit of a definition. There's some descriptors and then there's some cautions and then there's biblical examples for each one of these gifts. And so over these past weeks, like we've been praying for the release of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? Like we've done that, right? We've been laying this foundation. We've, we've prayed for an outpouring and a filling of the Holy Spirit. We prayed for the gifts of the Spirit to be released, right? That was a few weeks ago. I saw God depositing gifts. And so it's like we've been priming and preparing and really laying a solid foundation so that we have a deep understanding of the spiritual gifts. And the reason, again, is so that we as the body of Christ, as the bride of Christ, would give glory to God. That, that people would be uh, brought to know the loving, saving, atoning grace of Jesus Christ. This is why. This is why we do this. So I want you to take one of these, and I want you to look through this, and I want you to read, and I want you to ask Holy Spirit, what are my spiritual gifts? And as you read through them, maybe you're going to star them, okay? And you're going to be like, oh, the gift of helps. Yeah, that sounds like me. And you might star that one. And the gift of leadership. Yeah, no, definitely not. And, and don't, don't forget, Holy Spirit, he doesn't always make sense. So start listening to him and pay attention to those checks, to those feelings of like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's Holy Spirit. Maybe that one's not comfortable, but it's something that he's drawing to my attention that I don't have to fight for. And then on the back of there, there's some questions just to help you 
to talk to Holy Spirit about what your spiritual gifts are. You can talk to a Christian friend who is, you know, a little bit farther along in the Christian faith and affirm with them, are these the gifts that you see that are operating in me or that you see and affirm that? You can also go to spiritualgiftstest.com. And this is a great uh, quick resource, takes about 20 minutes. You fill out all these questions and then it gives you like your top uh, spiritual gifts. And, and it's not, again, it's not to imprison us, it's not to bind us up, but it's to give us some ideas. Okay, so now I know my top three are probably those. Let's go back to Holy Spirit. Why? Because he wants to reveal and unveil the deep things of God. He wants to empower us. So I'm going to ask if the worship team want to come. And we're going to close in prayer and respond. And then we're going to do a baptism, which is, which is really exciting. So let's stand. Let's stand. And then, then you can sit after for the baptism. But I just, I love to stand in prayer. And so Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you that you have released spiritual gifts, Lord God. We ask for those that might have missed the release, Lord God, that you would just deposit, that you would fan a flame, Lord Jesus, of those spiritual gifts, that you would breathe on the embers of gifts in our heart, in our lives, Lord God, that you would breathe on them, that you would fan them into flame, Lord Jesus. We just pray for just a, a supernatural release of your gifts here today, Lord God. If you were online, if you were here in person, it is, it's everywhere. Holy Spirit is not limited. And so we just ask, Spirit, that you just, just reveal those gifts to us, Lord God. And we ask again for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Baptize us. Release, Lord God. I pray for the release of the gift of speaking in tongues. Not as a personal edification, but just as this holy conversation that we can have with you, this intimate language, this worship of you, Lord God, I pray that you release that today, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would fill us up to overflowing, Lord God, with your presence and with your spirit, Lord God. I pray for those that have a blockage in their ears and they, they have this idea they can't hear you, that you would clean that out right now, Lord God. Clean out our ears, Lord Jesus. Clean out our eyes. Clean out our heart, Lord God. Create in us a clean heart so that we could hear your voice, Lord God. And I pray even right now that you are speaking, that we are listening. We're listening, Jesus. We're listening, God the Father. We're listening, Holy Spirit. So come and reveal the deep things, the decisions that we need to make, the struggles that we're in, the fork in the road, <laughs> the narrow road and the wide road. We need your discernment, Lord God. Let us just hear your voice just right now. We call to you. We ask you to share with us deep and unsearchable things. Jesus says that he wants to reveal everything that the Father has. So Holy Spirit, reveal that today. Reveal that to us, Lord God. Let us know your voice, our sweet shepherd, our good, good Father. 
Empower us, Lord God, with your power and with your intelligence. Yes, we worship you today, Holy Spirit. Amen.